Let's uh, pray. Heavenly Father, uh, thank you uh, for, for this evening. Thank you for our time together. I pray that uh, you'd be with us, uh, that you would teach us and instruct us and uh, edify us by your spirit, uh, that uh, we would not just learn and hear the words of man, but that we would uh, hear your, your very words, uh, that uh, you've uh, breathed out uh, as your spirit carried along uh, your apostles and prophets. And so we thank you uh, for the Apostle John, and uh, we pray that you'd teach us and uh, instruct us and uh, that our hope and trust and confidence would be uh, in you and in your son and that you would equip us to uh, love and serve you and to love and serve the, the body of Christ. And so we thank you for these things. Uh, pray that they be to your honor and glory. Uh, in your son's name we pray. Amen. All right, so we'll be finishing up uh, John chapter 3 uh, with uh, Nicodemus. And there are a couple of things I just wanted to mention, uh, both uh, uh, the, the setting of this text and the structure. Uh, part of it we've talked about before, uh, just looking at John uh, chapters 1 uh, through uh, chapter 5. Uh, there are a couple ways that this whole section is uh, structured. Uh, and so the first way is uh, you have uh, parallelism. Uh, and so first through... Uh, the, the first uh, few chapters, uh, you have the uh, prologue uh, at the, the beginning. Uh, it talks about the word. Uh, word became flesh. Uh, in him was life. Life was light of man. And then that goes into uh, John's uh, testimony as he uh, testifies uh, about the one uh, to, uh, to come, uh, to prepare the way. Uh, and there, there's a sequence of uh, six days leading up, they travel up to Cana, where Jesus performs uh, this uh, creative miracle on day six, uh, drawing back to uh, turning water into wine, drawing back to uh, creation and God's provision of uh, all of the uh, vegetation, uh, the fruit-bearing plants and trees, uh, and uh, also a foretaste of the, the kingdom. And so leading up, uh, with these six days uh, from John the Baptist, he performs this creative miracle. Uh, and then following it, you have a Sabbath feast on the Passover that we've been looking at. Uh, at, the, at the temple, he goes to, up to Jerusalem. Uh, and then uh, this followed by a discourse uh, with uh, Nicodemus, a lengthy discourse uh, as Jesus teaches and instructs. And then as we get to the end of chapter 3, we'll see a lot of uh, themes and a lot of connections as Jesus is teaching with the prologue. And then it will transition, uh, that's also in chapter 3, as we go back to John the Baptist. Uh, in the, uh, while Jesus and his disciples are baptizing. And then with the Samaritan wo woman, there's another six-day uh, sequence uh, that, that goes through. Uh, and so, uh, to summarize, uh, he's, he's with her, uh, and then the Samaritans request that he uh, stay with them for two days. So, uh, he, he remained uh, two full days. 
Uh, so you have three days there. And then it's probably on the fourth day then, he sets out, uh, goes to uh, Galilee. And then uh, uh, it says like a prophet's, uh, I think it draws on that he's not accepted like in his hometown. And then he goes to Capernaum, uh, day five. Uh, and you have a man, or to Cana, I mean, so back up to Cana. Uh, and you have a man who comes to him uh, who's a boy or servant, as you look at the, the different Gospels, and you uh, can call a servant like a boy and such, uh, was sick. And so Jesus said, uh, go, uh, he's, he's well, he's, he's healed. Uh, and so the man goes, and the next day his servants meet him, so on day six, and they tell him that uh, he had gotten better. And when he inquired when that was, well, it was the previous day, I think, I think it was uh, the seventh hour uh, that happened at. But on day six, they notify the man. And then John says, this was the second sign that he did as he came out of Jerusalem at Cana. And following that, going into chapter five, you again have uh, the, the Feast of the Jews. Uh, it was likely, as I recall, probably he doesn't specify, but probably tabernacles uh, in the seventh month of the year. And then on the Sabbath, he heals a man, and then you have a lengthy discourse again uh, in Jerusalem. And so you have uh, the sequence of, uh, with like the prologue, John the Baptist, six days going up to Cana, performs a miracle. Uh, and then John, uh, not many uh, days after, uh, he... Uh, goes uh, to Jerusalem for the Passover, a Sabbath feast, following this six-day sequence. Uh, and then there, you have a lengthy discourse with Nicodemus. Uh, and so then, as we get uh, further into chapter 3, uh, again, you have John the Baptist, and then the Samaritan woman. Uh, there's a six-day sequence. Uh, performs a miracle at Cana uh, as, he, uh, as he comes out. And then chapter 5, again, goes to a, a feast of the uh, Jews, where, again, you have a, a lengthy uh, discourse. Uh, and they were persecuting him uh, at, the, at that time, maybe even seeking to kill him, uh, not only because he uh, healed a man on the Sabbath, uh, the, the crippled man uh, who wanted to go into the, the pool, uh, but uh, because he was calling himself the Son of God, making himself equal uh, with God. So again, you have a confrontation with the religious leaders. And so you have a repetition of, uh, of some of these uh, events with the six-day sequence followed by a, a seventh-day uh, feast in uh, Jerusalem that John covers. But then you also have, and so you, you could call that kind of, where you have kind of a parallel structure. So like uh, A, B, C, D, A, B, C, D, uh, the uh, kind of repeats. But then it also uh, seems pretty clear, I have to work out some of the details, but the, that you also have a chiastic structure like A, B, C, D, C, B, A. Uh, and I've actually seen this and, and other, other scholars as well, like in Genesis and Exodus, a lot of times you'll have a couple different patterns. And so it's probably when we get to John the Baptist, just following Nicodemus, uh, you have Jesus and his disciples baptizing, but in the center of that, you have John the Baptist uh, testify uh, at, the, at the very heart of this that 
uh, he had said, I am not the anointed, but he came to uh, testify and prepare the way for the anointed that uh, the bridegroom has the bride, uh, but the best man uh, stands at his side and rejoices to hear his voice. So my, my joy has been made complete. Uh, he must increase. I must uh, decrease. He's from heaven. I'm from, I'm from the earth. I'm from below. Uh, the Father has given everything into his hands. Uh, he's given him the, the spirit without measure. Uh, and so you see all of this and then around it. And so that might be kind of a central message and testimony of John throughout this section. He's from above. I'm from below. He must increase. I must de- decrease. And you even see that then uh, on either end as you work out where you have Jesus and his disciples baptizing. And now people are coming to him uh, rather than John. Not not as many are coming to John now. John's fading into the background. And then you have the discourse with Nicodemus and the Samaritan woman. Uh, And then uh, you... Uh, may have connections with his uh, disciples uh, as he speaks with them in in Jerusalem. Uh, Those who are in Judea uh, at the temple, the Passover, do not believe in him. The Samaritans, they do believe in him. Uh, You have a connection with uh, Galilee. Uh, He returns to Galilee and he stayed at Capernaum with his family uh, for not many days and a prophet's not accepted in his hometown. Uh, And then uh, as you go from there, you have Cana and the miracles. And so how it might all play out, uh, some of the details kind of tentative. Uh, maybe I can work that out more for, for the future. Uh, but then it may then go back to where as you go to the beginning of John's testimony, you have the religious leaders uh, sent from the Pharisees who come out and, and are asking, who are you? Uh, and so he has confrontation with them. Uh, and he testifies of, uh, of the anointed. Uh, I'm not the anointed. I'm not the prophet. I'm not Elijah. Uh, but he testifies about uh, the, uh, the anointed, of uh, the Son of God. And then Jesus uh, confronts uh, the religious leaders uh, at, uh, at the Feast of the Jews in John 5. Uh, and then you have this, uh, this discourse that also draws in a lot of like the, uh, the prologue and such. And so as you see this, the, uh, this parallel sort of recapitulation, A, B, C, D, A, B, C, D, there at the heart of it is uh, the prologue uh, about the word uh, and it was life, the light. As we're going to see in John 3 tonight, uh, you have Jesus' discourse. And then at the end, uh, that, that would end this section before again, you lead back into John the Baptist and another six days followed by a, a, a Sabbath at, at, a, at a Sabbath feast. Uh, and then uh, at the end of that, end of five, you have a discourse that ends that section again, brings it to a close. Uh, and then it goes into a new section with the feeding of the 5,000 and the, the crossing of the, of the sea. And so uh, it's truly stunning uh, how, how John has uh, arranged <coughs> Uh, all of this material. And so we'll be seeing some of that at the heart of it with Jesus' discourse and then, uh, Lord willing, reading into uh, what uh, John the Baptist uh, has to say as well. And so let's just read 
uh, partway through John 3, up to where we left off. And there are three interchanges. Uh, we looked at the first two between Nicodemus and Jesus. Uh, and the, you have to be, uh, as Jesus first says, uh, that uh, one has to be born from above, from heaven, from God, in order to see uh, the kingdom of God. Uh, one has to be, uh, then the second, one has to be born from water and the spirit in order to enter the kingdom of God. And then we'll be going into the third part tonight where we'll see that Nicodemus does not believe Jesus' testimony. And so you have to be born from above. You have to be born from uh, water and the spirit. Uh, and then we'll be seeing uh, Jesus' testimony. You have to believe Jesus' testimony uh, to uh, that's how you receive eternal life. Uh, Jesus' testimony, Jesus' mission of salvation, and then judgment. Uh, those uh, three things. So let's just uh, read through. And let's actually start at the, the very end of two, chapter 2, verse 23. Now, when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover feast, many believed in his name when they saw the signs that he was doing. But Jesus, on his part, did not entrust himself to them, because he knew all people and needed no one to bear witness about man, for he himself knew what was in man. Now, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, uh, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that, you're, that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again or born from above, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit, or that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born from above. Uh, the wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. And so, uh, last time, last week, we, we were seeing uh, the connections with uh, Ezekiel 36, 37, uh, that God promised uh, that he would uh, that he'd sprinkle uh, clean water on them, uh, that he would cleanse them from their sins and all of their idols, uh, that uh, he would uh, that he would remove their heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh, that he'd put his spirit uh, in them uh, and cause them to walk in his uh, statutes and teachings. Uh, and then we also saw as you keep reading through that, 
a mention of the Garden of Eden, the Garden of Delight, that he'll plant his people in the land and it will be like the Garden of Eden, the Garden uh, of Delight uh, once he uh, redeems them. And then uh, the Valley of the, the Dry Bones in Ezekiel 37, where you have all these plays with the Spirit, and the ESV uh, translates some of them breath, wind, uh, but uh, you have the four winds, uh, you have the, the winds that will gather together, uh, you have the God will breathe uh, into the, the dry uh, bones, uh, uh, breath, uh, the breath of life, uh, which he says all of this is it's his spirit who's at work. It's, it's all a picture, uh, a metaphor uh, for God uh, granting and uh, breathing spiritual life uh, into uh, the, uh, the dead, the spiritually dead, but you also have the, the physically dead. Uh, even looking to uh, the the full consummation of the kingdom uh, when uh, Israel will be raised uh, from uh, from the dead uh, in the the millennial uh, kingdom uh, and God's uh, kingdom will, will come. But now in John we're seeing the first fruits uh, of that, uh, and uh, as we spoke about, like in John chapter five, uh, he talks about like the day is coming, uh, time is coming. And now is uh, when, uh, when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and live. Uh, and those who are in the grave will, will hear his voice and he will uh, call them out. Uh, and so the Father gives all judgment uh, into the, the hands of the Son. Not even the Father judges, but he's given all, all judgment to the Son. And all of that is, it's about, uh, well, mentioned a little while ago, that they were, uh, they were persecuting him, trying to kill him. Because not only uh, did he heal a man on the Sabbath, not only was he violating the Sabbath according to them, but he was calling himself the Son of God, making himself equal with God. And does Jesus say, oh, no, 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 you don't understand. No, 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 whoa, I'm not saying that. You know, uh, you know, just like David or Solomon. John, no, he, 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 lays it, he lays, it on, uh, lays it on thicker. Uh, my father's working until now, and so I'm working. <laughs> you know, father's upholding the universe on the Sabbath, so I'm, I'm working. I'm, I'm carrying out the father's work uh, right here, right here and now. Uh, and uh, the, uh, the father, uh, the son can't do anything but what the father shows him. And the father shows him everything. <laughs> he does whatever the father does. And that uh, just as the father has life in himself, he, he is given uh, for the son to have life in himself. Uh, which is only said of God, only God has life in himself. Uh, and that, uh, that the, the day is coming and now is when the, those who are dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and live. And so those who heard and believed uh, the testimony of the gospel while he is alive or, or with the apostles or uh, even unto this day, uh, as they hear and believe, you have the first fruits of resurrection life. Uh, you have the beginning of new spiritual life uh, that one day will be consummated uh, when Christ returns. Uh, if before we die and we're, we're caught up in the clouds with him and, and glorified and receive our, our glorified uh, bodies uh, to come and reign with him. Or for those who pass away before that time, they'll return, uh, they'll return with him. And so you, you have the first fruits of that, the kingdom Starts out as a mustard seed, but then it, it, it uh, grows greater than all the, all the plants and 
uh, to, to fill, the, uh, fill the earth. Uh, and so uh, the, the son does what, whatever the father does. Uh, the father's working, so I am working. Uh, he's given uh, him uh, to have life in himself. He gives life to whoever he wills. Uh, not even the father judges, but he's given all judgment uh, to, uh, to the son. And so you, uh, he even says that anyone who does not honor the son as they honor the father does not honor the father. And so you must honor the son as you honor the father. And so uh, he, he has, uh, he shares in uh, the same life, uh, the same work, uh, the same uh, prerogatives, uh, judgment, uh, and, and even glory. Uh, he'll later say in his high priestly prayer, John 17, Father, glorify me with the glory that I had with you before the world was. And so again and again, you see these things are pushed back into eternity. He came from above. He came from the Father. He's going back to the Father. Uh, and so uh, the eternal Son became incarnate uh, and took, uh, took on uh, flesh. And can't get into it too much. We'll, we'll see a little bit of this tonight. Uh, may have opportunity to uh, teach on this before, before too long, maybe sometime this summer. But part of what also distinguishes Father, Son, and Spirit is that you see that the, that, uh, the Father, God, God the Father, uh, that he is the Father, and that the Son is the Son of the Father, the Son of God. God the Father. And so uh, the Father is not his son, the Spirit is not his son, but he is the son of the Father, the Son of God, Son of God the Father. And uh, the Spirit is, is uh, uh, the Spirit is not the Father of the Father, he's not the Father of the Son, he's not the Son of the Father and the Son of the Son, he's the Spirit of the Father and the Spirit of the Son, the Spirit of God. Uh, and so, uh, the, the Spirit of God the Father and God the Son. Uh, and so the, the Son, uh, you, you see that this is bound up with, uh, with uh, likeness and that it's an eternal uh, relationship, going back to all eternity. And so it's not that he became the Son, it's not that he came into being. He existed as God and with God from all eternity. Father, glorify me uh, with the glory that I had with you before the, the world was. And so the Son, as the Son, shares in the life, uh, the, the same uh, divine life and essence of uh, the Father. Uh, and we talk about the essence. It's what makes God God or uh, those characteristics that qualify God as God. Uh, and so uh, the, uh, the Father, it's not that he's all-powerful all uh, and that the, uh, the Son is all-knowing and the Spirit is all-present. No, uh, the Father is all-powerful, all-knowing, all-present. Uh, he's eternal, uh, exists from all eternity. Uh, the, the Son uh, exists with the Father from, from all eternity. Uh, sharing in uh, the, uh, the one undivided essence of, of God, his, his being, his life. Uh, and uh, he's all-knowing, he's all-powerful, uh, he's 
uh, all present. Uh, and and he, you see that he shares all the, all the prerogatives, uh, the authority. Uh, the Father has given all authority to the Son. The Father has all authority and so does the Son. Uh, you, you must honor the Son just as you honor the Father. He shares in his glory from all eternity uh, before the world was. Uh, in the Spirit, likewise. Uh, the Son is sent by the Father. Uh, and then uh, when the Son, who is exalted in heaven uh, for all time, uh, from all eternity and came from the Father and was sent by him, uh, as he returns, uh, he and the Father send the Spirit. Uh, it's, it's the uh, Spirit of the Father uh, and, and the Spirit of, of the Son, Spirit of God the Father, uh, God the Son, Spirit of, Spirit of Christ, uh, who uh, they, they send forth and shares uh, in the, the same, uh, same life uh, and uh, they're, they're one and united in will and purpose and action, uh, carrying out uh, the, the divine will. Uh, and so you see this unity and distinction, uh, three in person, distinct in their persons from all eternity. Uh, the Father is not uh, the Son. He's not the Son of the Son, the Son of the Spirit. Uh, the Father is not the Spirit. He's not the Spirit of the Son or the Spirit, <laughs> the Spirit of the Spirit. And so uh, the, the, there, that's, that's what they would talk about uh, when, uh, when you look at, uh, for instance, the, yeah, where, where God, uh, God changes, whether you're it's like. You're arguing against modalism, that's what you're doing. Well, a whole lot of things. Uh, yeah. Tritheism, tri uh, three, three gods. No, they're not three gods. It's not, uh, when you hear me say uh, the Father is God, Son is God, the Spirit is God. I did not say, uh, well, then I go on and say, that they are, the Father, Son, the Spirit, are the one true living God. I do not say that the Father is a God, the Son is a God, uh, the Holy Spirit is a God. That would be three distinct gods. So of, like humans, of humans, you can say, you can say that uh, Craig is a human, uh, Ryan is a human, and Ed is a human. You can't say that of the, of the Father, Son, and the Spirit because they're one God, but they're three persons. Now, of humans, you can say uh, Craig is human, Ryan is human, Ed is human. That means pick on, or leave out Eric. Eric, Eric is human. Um, Craig, Ryan, Ed, and Eric are human. It's a mass note. It doesn't distinguish between, uh, instead of a countdown, distinguish between different instances of a human. Uh, and so you can say that of the, you know, everyone in this room is human. Uh, but you cannot say that Craig, Ryan, and Ed are one human, that they're the one true living human. You know, the other two of us might take issue with that. <laughs> um, and so the, the Father, Son, the Spirit, uh, you, you can say that they're God, but you must go beyond and say they're the one true uh, living God and so you see this distinction in uh, in threeness and uh, but then unity in their uh, in their being sharing in the one life and so uh, that, that's a little bit of a tangent but we're going to be seeing that uh, some elements of that as we go into uh, to the rest of John uh, John three. Just going to mention um, just thinking of you know there's so many verses in the Bible that explain God and you know it's God that has to eventually. Let us connect the, 
the verses together, but you know, there's, de there's definitely different interpretations of Scripture, not saying that there's necessarily more than one right all the time, but there is different interpretations, and you know, I know that you're specifically telling me because I know mm -hmm. you've heard some of my views of God. Um, but, you know, I do think of, you know, I appreciate, you know, that you try and, you know, bring the church to one mind, because it's good to be of one mind, but at the same time, you know, it's like, I don't know, the Bible says what it says. Each verse is, you know, it's another, it takes a while for, for understanding for each passage, you know, that's different gifts, you know, God gives teaching that can look into each, you know, and he gives uh, some that can break apart the Greek, some that have, you know, with, <clears throat> excuse me, wisdom, and some, you know, many different aspects that, you know, go into our understanding, and, uh, and sometimes God doesn't bring me to be, and I see that, you know, even among believers, but, uh, yeah, especially, uh, you know, the Godhead is one thing that, you know, I can't say I see it the way you see it, but I can't say that I'm right or you're right. I, I know that God can show either one to be right. Well, it's very, it's very, it's very important to, uh, there may be uh, different uh, interpretations that people have, but the issue is uh, what's the, the correct uh, interpretation? Uh, rightly uh, handling uh, the word uh, and rightly uh, understanding it uh, into to not understand uh, who uh, Jesus is uh, for anyone to uh, proclaim or teach uh, a different uh, Jesus uh, or a different uh, son is is not to have the, the son to to not have the son to not have the true Jesus is not to have the the father uh, either uh, and so it's it's very central uh, to uh, the good news to the gospel uh, to salvation uh, that uh, Jesus and uh, the prophets and the apostles uh, proclaimed. Uh, and scripture is actually uh, very, very clear uh, on uh, teaching that uh, you have uh, one uh, true uh, living God, but it's also very clear uh, that uh, this one God exists uh, as uh, eternal Father, Son, and Spirit in uh, an eternal uh, relationship. Uh, and so you have... Uh, uh, the distinction of the three, Father, Son, and Spirit. Uh, the Father is not the Son. Uh, the Son is not the Spirit. Uh, the the Father is not the, uh, the Spirit or the Son, uh, but uh, they're distinguished. And it's an eternal relationship. If you look at uh, Christ's uh, testimony in praying uh, to the Father, and John says he's praying to the Father. It's him who's praying uh, Father, glorify me with the glory that I had with you before the world was. Uh, it's an eternal relationship. In the beginning was the Word, uh, and the Word was with God, uh, and the Word was uh, God. Uh, and there the word uh, that it uses uh, doesn't use the article, which distinguishes, as you keep reading through the prologue, uses the article for the specific reference to the Father, that he existed, uh, he existed at his bosom from all eternity. He's the of the unique uh, son uh, and, uh, and, and only of the, the father. And so you, you have this uh, eternal uh, relationship. So um, yeah, I'd say that it's, uh, it's a gospel issue and very important. And so I'd certainly uh, 
people sometimes, you know, you, you first come to, to be a believer and you don't know the word of God. And so you, you have to learn it. Uh, you, you learn just elementary principles of, of the gospel and who Jesus is and who Christ is. But then over time, uh, there's uh, growth and learning. Uh, and then you also have to ask that, uh, are we teachable? Are we correctable uh, by, uh, by scripture? Uh, and, uh, and also by those who accurately uh, teach and uh, handle the world, uh, word as well. Uh, because then over time, it can become clear that uh, if you give uh, biblical correction uh, and instruction, uh, and if that's uh, continuously uh, rejected concerning uh, the person, uh, persons of, of the Father, Son, and Spirit uh, in their uh, eternal uh, distinction about unity in the one divine life, the one divine essence, uh, then uh, it can become clear that uh, that you don't have uh, the sign, and so that that would be uh, that would be uh, my concern, and uh, I encourage you to uh, keep studying uh, the scriptures, uh, and also just as we've spoken about some of these things, I've noticed that I think there maybe something that you're struggling with is sometimes it seems that you set parts of scripture against one another uh, where you read uh, one. And so it's like, let's say, let's say I read in a passage and I read that uh, it teaches that God is just. So God is just. But then I go read another passage and it said, says that God is love or God, God is loving. Well, God doesn't stop being just just because here it says he's loving. And when I read that he's just, it do, doesn't mean that he stops, he's not loving. Uh, and so scripture teaches all of these things. And so uh, it gives very clear testimony at Christ's, uh, at his baptism. Uh, the spirit, uh, as Eric was talking about, uh, ascends like a dove upon the sun. Uh, the sun uh, is coming out of the water uh, and the father speaks from heaven this is my beloved son with whom uh, I am well pleased. And you see that testimony all, all the way back even to the Old Testament where you have, uh, you have Yahweh in heaven who sends the envoy of Yahweh, who is God, uh, and you have the spirit of Yahweh. Uh, and like in Judges, what was it, 10 uh, with uh, uh, Samson and his parents, you see all three, like right, right there. And so you see this, uh, you see this uh, distinction uh, between the three, uh, between, uh, between the persons uh, who relate uh, to one another, uh, who exist in a personal relationship uh, for all eternity as father and son, uh, the son of the father, the son of God, uh, and uh, the spirit, uh, the, uh, the spirit of the father and the spirit of the son, the uh, spirit of, uh, of Christ and uh, when it comes to, uh, for instance, we were talking about a while back, uh, the, the, the spirit intercedes, but the spirit is not, does not intercede as the one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. He, he's not the one mediator between uh, God and man, the man uh, Christ Jesus, who had to take on a human nature 
Uh, he suffered to become uh, a faithful uh, high priest uh, who could be uh, compassionate, who could identify uh, with our, our weaknesses and suffering, although uh, he suffered without sin. Uh, he was tested or, or tempted, but without sin. Uh, and, and in that, he was made uh, perfect uh, so that he uh, could uh, be the one mediator between God and man, uh, the man Christ Jesus. And so to not know uh, who our mediator is, uh, is to is to have no no mediator. Uh, it's to it's to have a, a false uh, a false uh, Christ, a false Jesus, a false uh, son. So uh, really, there, there are no issues in Scripture that really gets more at the heart uh, of of God's revelation and of the the gospel uh, than uh, the one God uh, existing for all eternity uh, in. Uh, three divine persons, uh, the Father, Son, and the, the Holy Spirit. So, uh, but we, we can uh, talk about this more. I, I just encourage you that uh, these issues, there, there's really nothing more uh, foundational. And if we have to pick up our state another time, I, I'm uh, more than willing if anyone has anything they w- want to contribute uh, or talk about because th- there's nothing more, uh, more central and important uh, than uh, who who the son is, who who the father is, who is it that uh, who is it that sent the son, uh, who is it that uh, sent the uh, the gift of the the spirit? Uh, how how can how can we have uh, eternal uh, eternal life and uh, see just even with Bob teaching through First John uh, to uh, to have a, have another Jesus is it's to not have the Father uh, as well. So, I will say that uh, you know you said at one time that you know God His Scripture reveals Himself and um, successively, like Abraham didn't know, you know, Isaiah, Isaiah didn't know Jesus, Jesus, you know. There's like He keeps revealing more and more, mm-hmm. and you know He saves even though Abraham didn't know the fullness of the mystery revealed Jesus. You know, he still trusted God. He still knew what God showed him. He showed him, you know, sacrifice. He showed him. You failed at the law. Mm-hmm. You need something. You know, you, know, you know, I think, you know, like for me, God may not have uh, given me understanding like you have. Mm-hmm. And you may, you know, just open my eyes and I'll, I'll think the same way. But at the same time, I think it's, um, well, anyways, I'll, I'll, I'll quickly go over my view because I'm sure Craig's interested now. Uh, so, you know, when God says, you know, you're a Israel, the Lord, your God is one Lord. I don't have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. I see one God. But, and maybe, you know, it's, he's always three, but at the same time, when Jesus, and then when he says he's three. Three, three what? And then when I say, he's, you know, and he says, here's the son, here's the spirit, here's the father, and I say, well, fine, then you're three guys, but you're also one God. So I just, and the way I put it is, when, when I understand, my understanding of Jesus is, here's the uh, son of God, and here's a man. And God says, you know, I'm a man. And I'm God. And I, I go, well, now you're both because you're God. You can do whatever you want. And so sometimes we see that he's God. You know, sometimes we see that he's a man, but he's both. And so where, do, where, does, where does the scripture, and that's why I ask, you know, what, what do you mean uh, when you say that God is three? In what sense is he one? In what sense oh, is he three? You know, that's, that's the mystery to me. And, uh, because where, where, does it, where does it say that there are three gods? 
Well, it's not free gosh, but I think, you know, I don't, we're not quite seeing eye to eye. God could give us eye to eye, but I don't, we're not quite seeing eye to eye. When I, when I say that, it's uh, verses like Isaiah, it says, you know, I save them. Uh, and then he talks about, in the same chapter, something about his spirit led them and something about, he talks about the angel of my presence was with them. And it's like, oh, he's three. You know, God's three. He manifests himself in three. Three what? Three manifestations. Three three manifestations. Each are each are. It's one God, but at the same time, here we have Jesus. Here we have the Father. Here we have the Holy Spirit. And so, my mind can't wrap around the fullness of that. But I, I do see that he's. He says he's three, so I believe it. And he also says he's one, so I believe it. And I, no, but three, three what? You're you're willing you're willing to say, he's one what? These one God, but three, three what? Three, three manifestations. Three, three gods. And the way I see God and Jesus is that they are one God. But since we are finite, the way we are engineered, we're so limited and small in our thinking compared to the eternal God that He needed to manifest as Jesus to help us understand, to give us connection with God. It's three. Uh, Therein is a mediator. So would, would you would you deny that there are three persons who exist as, uh, who exist eternally as, uh, the uh, one true living God? Never. You know, it's, it's, you know, just. Or would you affirm that? The first verse of Genesis it talks about. You know, here's is let let us create God in our image, and you know, here's God talking to, you know, Jesus, or I, I believe it's Jesus, and it's. It's just the reality beyond what our reality would, is. Would, would, you, there, would you affirm that there are uh, three uh, co-equal, co-eternal, co-essential persons who exist as the one true living God for, for all eternity? Just three, three persons who exist as the one true living God from, from all eternity. Well, there I'm, I'm talking about. I'm talking about the personal relationship between the Father, Son, and the Spirit as three distinct persons for, uh, for all eternity. And so you see, like in the beginning of John, that there's an eternal relationship uh, between the Father and uh, in the Word. You see in John 17, uh, Father, and it's the Son praying, "Glorify me with the glory that I had with you before uh, the world uh, before the world was from all eternity." There was uh, the son speaking. There was a you, Father, and an I, a me. Glorifying me, referring to himself, with the glory that I had with, with you right. uh, before the world was. And so uh, that, that, that's a personal, uh, personal relationship. That's, that's the language of persons who relate uh, to, uh, to one another from, from all eternity. And so... Uh, the the father is never uh, never called uh, he's never the the he's not the son of the son or the son of the spirit he's not the spirit of the son or the spirit of the spirit he's the father uh, from from all eternity and that's an eternal relationship and so uh, you, you see this uh, this distinction 
And uh, even all the way back to, uh, we've looked at First uh, Corinthians chapter chapter ten. You can read this quickly. Then in uh, he talks about uh, idolatry. Well, they actually it's at uh, chapter eight. He talks about uh, love, that knowledge puffs up, knowledge of their liberty, their freedom to, to eat. Uh, but love builds up. And then he says in verse 4, Therefore, as to the eating of food offered to idols, uh, we know that an idol has no real existence and that there is no God but one. So there's one God. Uh, for although there are many or maybe uh, so-called gods in heaven or on earth, as indeed there are many gods and many lords, yet for us there is one God, the Father, from whom are all things, uh, and for whom we exist, and one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom are all things, and through whom we exist. And you see even the distinction, all things are from the Father, uh, and we, we exist for him, but all things are through the Son, and we exist through him. And so you even have distinction uh, in their works uh, that uh, carry out uh, the one will, the one purpose, but you see distinction uh, in their uh, their workings even. And there are a couple that, here, let's go, uh, I want to mention, you can look uh, more at some of these at a later time, but in John chapter, uh, chapter 8, let's see, we'll start from verse uh, 12. <clears throat> So he's disputing with uh, the religious leaders. Again, Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So the Pharisees said to him, You are bearing witness about yourself. Your testimony is not true. Uh, Jesus answered, Even if I do bear witness about myself, my testimony is true. For I know where I came from and where I am going. But you do not know where I came from or where I am going. You judge according to the flesh. I judge no one. Yet, even if I do judge, my judgment is true, for it is not I alone who judge, but I and the Father who sent me. In your law it is written that the testimony of two people is true. I am the one who bears witness about myself, and the Father who sent me bears witness about me. They said to him, Therefore, where is your father? Uh, where is your father? Jesus answered, uh, you know neither me nor my father. If you knew me, you would know my father also. Uh, these words he spoke in the treasury as he taught in the temple, but no one arrested him because his hour had not come. Uh, so verse 17, in your law, it is written that the testimony of two people is true. I am the one who bears witness about myself and the father who sent me bears witness about me. So you have two distinct witnesses, two distinct testimonies, and you also see <laughs> elsewhere in John that the Spirit also testifies. And so uh, that, uh, that any, uh, any word, uh, dispute, uh, that uh, law is written that the testimony of two people is true. And so you have the testimony of the fa Father and the Son as two distinct witnesses, two distinct testimonies, but they're united in their, in their testimony in that they're, they're agreed, and the Spirit also testifies. So you ha have three witnesses. 
and who and who and who and who testifies? Is it is it the whole persons per, personal personal whole, relation? This whole yeah. arrangement of yeah. relationships mm-hmm. is for our benefit, mm-hmm. not God. God mm-hmm. knows who He is. He doesn't need our affirmation, but this whole setup is for us to understand. Oh, we must understand well, from a human perspective. Well, yeah, it's, and it's part. It's part of uh, who God is, and part of His uh, blessedness for all eternity. He's existed in a perfect, righteous, loving communion with uh, Father, Son, and Spirit for all eternity, uh, and that's. Uh, that's a central difference as far as, uh, for instance, if you uh, deal, with, deal with Islam. I, I know you uh, evangelize uh, with Muslims and uh, share, share the good news with them. Uh, the, the central testimony of the Shahada in, uh, in Islam uh, is that, uh, that uh, uh, there is uh, one God, and he has he has no son. He has no counterpart. He has no. Uh, it, it's a denial. Now they misunderstood. Uh, Muhammad misunderstood uh, what uh, the Bible uh, actually teaches about the Father, Son, and the Spirit. Um, and it seems that even some aspects of the Quran that he thought that it was a physical relationship between God, Mary, and Jesus, who was born of of that union, but. Uh, the, the central is the teaching of Unitarianism. Not just monotheism, not that there's one God, uh, one being, one true living God who exists from all eternity. Uh, he's uncreated, everything else is created. But Unitarianism goes further, and it's a rejection of Trinitarianism, and it, de- uh, it denies that there's any distinction uh, of, of, of persons, of the, the persons, and so that God is... Uh, a simple uh, unity through and through. He's one being and one person. Uh, and so it's a, it's a denial of uh, the, the Father, uh, Son, and the, uh, the, the Spirit. Uh, and to, uh, to not understand that is to not even be able to give an effective witness or presentation of the good, good news uh, to Muslims. Uh, because... They need to repent of their uh, their Unitarianism. Uh, they need to repent of their rejection of the Father, Son, uh, and the the Holy Spirit existing uh, for all eternity as the one true uh, living God, distinct in their persons. Uh, the the Father not being the Son or the Spirit, uh, the Son not being the Father or the Spirit, the Spirit not being the uh, the Father or the Son, but united uh, in uh, the one. A being uh, of God for for all eternity, uh, and so here you see that there are uh, there are two two witnesses, and who witnesses? Persons do. Uh, persons uh, who relate to one another, who who communicate, uh, who testify, who bear witness, and so and not only are there two. Again, you read the whole Gospel of John, the Father, Son, and the Spirit all testify. And they're uh, united in their testimony in that uh, they testify to the truth. Uh, they testify to the, uh, the, the, the one, uh, one truth. Uh, and so it make, it make a complete uh, absurdity of, of Jesus' argument here uh, if, uh, if uh, the fa- 
Father is not distinct as Father from the Son and the Spirit. Not, not, not distinct as God, but distinct as Father. If the Son's not distinct as the Son, uh, who shares in the life of the Father, who is sent by the Father, who comes uh, forth from the Father, uh, who existed with him uh, as the Son uh, from, from all eternity, sharing in, his, in, uh, in the life of the Father, uh, the life of, of God the Father, uh, the Son of God, uh, and the uh, Spirit uh, sharing in the, uh, the life of the uh, Father and the Son, uh, the, the one being of God, and being sent, uh, sent from uh, and by uh, the Father and the, uh, the Son. And so uh, there are uh, two witnesses, and that's why their testimony uh, is true. And there are actually three. Uh, it's perfect uh, threefold uh, testimony is called for uh, in uh, Deuteronomy. Uh, and so uh, the, the, whole, the whole testimony of Scripture uh, is very clear that there's only, uh, only uh, one God, uh, but uh, this God exists uh, for all eternity as Father, uh, Son, and uh, Holy, uh, Holy Spirit. Uh, we could look at many texts, but maybe the last one. Let's just look at uh, Hebrews, uh, the beginning of Hebrews chapter 1. Now, I was the one who got, got on a tangent. So, you know, we didn't finish, we didn't finish uh, John chapter 3. But Jesus' testimony to Nicodemus uh, is very much in line with this of the, the Father sending, uh, sending the Son uh, in, in testifying. And so, uh, ver- uh, verse 1, uh, Long ago, at many times and in many ways, <coughs> God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. So he bears the very same nature, the very same uh, divine uh, nature, uh, the same uh, shares in his glory. But you see this unity and distinction. Uh, Whereas uh, he has spoken to us by his son, uh, whom he has appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. He created the world uh, through this uh, eternal son. Uh, He is the radiance of his glory. Uh, of the glory of God in the exact imprint uh, of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the power of his, or by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. And so he's the one who came down through whom God the Father spoke uh, through whom uh, he created all things, who is exalted to the right hand of the Father uh, on, uh, on high. And even talking about he is the radiance uh, of the, the glory of God. And you even see distinction how it's written uh, in the Greek text where he's the radiance and <laughs> of the glory of God. So you have the glory of God, and he's, he's the very radiance, as D.A. Carson has said. It's hard to make out <laughs> where you have glory, but then radiance. I mean, it, it's the, the, the two are, you see distinction 
but within, uh, within, within unity. Uh, and even with the, uh, with the exact imprint of his nature, the one he, he created all, all things uh, and could be used for kind of a like engraving or imprint like in, into a, a coin. But here, it's not talking about him being created. He's creator of all, all things. You'll see that, uh, keep reading through, he's eternal just like in uh, John uh, and you read uh, elsewhere. Uh, but that you, you see again this, this distinction, uh, but then unity. Uh, he, he shares in uh, the, uh, the very life and divine essence of the Father. He's, he's uh, distinct uh, from the Father uh, and God referring specifically to the Father, uh, but... Uh, he is like him as the son of God. Uh, the the son, uh, sons are like their fathers, but here is an eternal relationship. And so uh, even like in the Nicene Creed where it spoke, speaks of the son as being, uh, they talk about uh, eternal generation or eternal begotten. What they're talking about is not coming into being, but an eternal relationship of sharing in the life of the father, of uh, sharing in his glory, uh, in the, the one divine essence uh, and if you even go down uh, and, and read uh, through this, uh, we can even look at uh, verse 7. He talks about all the angels of God worship him. Uh, of the angels, he says, uh, he makes his angels winds uh, and ministers of flame of fire. But uh, of the sun, he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. Uh, the scepter of uprightness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. And you, Lord, laid the foundation of the earth in the beginning, uh, in the heavens. And this is, this is the, the Father speaking to the Son. All scripture is God breathed. Uh, and you, Lord, uh, laid the foundation of the earth uh, in the beginning. Uh, in the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will wear out like a garment, like a robe. You will roll them up like a garment. They will be changed, but you are the same, and your years will have no end. Eternal. Uh, as you read that, try to remember if that's Psalm uh, 102. Um, it's, talking, it's talking about Yahweh, uh, which can be uh, applied to uh, to the uh, the the sun as the eternal God. Yeah. This might be getting off topic, and I don't mm-hmm. think we have time to discuss mm-hmm. it. But I think there might be another spot in Hebrews where it says, "I am the Lord, and I do not change." Yeah. And I was just I think it's toward the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you could comment on that and Jesus becoming a man, mm-hmm. and you know, well, you know that God doesn't mm-hmm. change; He's not contingent, which means. He depends on nothing, so he doesn't change, right? The author of Hebrews even says, yeah. what you're alluding to, where he, he talks about Jesus and says that he is the, the same uh, yesterday, today, and forever. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, that's bound up, that's bound up uh, with, uh, the, uh, with his uh, deity. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, as the God-man, uh, in his uh, in his divine nature, we have two natures, two distinct natures, but united in one person, uh, and so it's the it's the eternal 
uh, divine person uh, in which these two natures are united. Uh, and so it's uh, as to uh, his, uh, as to his uh, deity uh, and so uh, his eternity uh, and, and all of those characteristics uh, as God, whatever can be said about God can be said uh, about uh, Jesus and with, re- we, with respect to uh, his one person uh, and the, the divine nature, but usually it's better to just refer to, uh, refer to his person. And so, but then as to uh, his, uh, as to his humanity, uh, that uh, came at a specific time, uh, a specific uh, place. Uh, and so uh, uh, in that respect, uh, there was a, he wasn't always Jesus of Nazareth. Uh, and so uh, he didn't have a, have a human nature. And so uh, it's just referring uh, to him as God for, for all eternity uh, and up holding all, all things by the word of his power. And so on the one hand, like we've spoken about, on the one hand, uh, Jesus can be, uh, <laughs> you know, tuckered out, tired from long day, sleeping in the boat, and then his disciples are panicking about the, the storm that picks up and could be very dangerous on the Sea of Galilee when, when that happened. They're freaking out uh, and, and wake him up. And a moment later, he rebukes the storm and everything's calm. And all of nature listens to him. And he's, he's asked them, why were you afraid? Oh, you of little faith. <laughs> why were you afraid? He was in control the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and so as a man he gets tired falls asleep but as God he's upholding all things by the word of his power and so whatever can, can be said whatever can be said uh, of a man can be said of Jesus whatever can be said of God can and must be said of, of Jesus uh, and so uh, that's, that's the amazing thing you know how, how is it that the, the son of God died now it's not going out of existence but well, it's because uh, you have the two natures united in, in one person. He's an eternal uh, being and yet uh, humbled himself, uh, took on flesh, and died on a cross. And so uh, I've been thinking about this, but maybe I'll link to <coughs> I can send you guys. There's this uh, amazing uh, uh, spoken word by uh, Omri Miles called Wonderful Complexity. Uh, you can look it up on, on the internet that just captures some of those uh, sort of paradoxical <laughs> paradoxical elements. Uh, the one who is enthroned in heaven, who looked down, who created all things, stands under, stands on his creation, stands on the earth, and looks up. He's standing on, under heaven. How how can this be? And so, yeah, good good question. Well, we're we're out of time, yeah. unfortunately. We we didn't get through. Uh, to chapter uh, chapter three, but uh, but that was that was my fault. I, I went I went on a big long tangent, and uh, uh, Eric was uh, on topic because that's that's what I was talking about. So well, let's uh, close with prayer. Uh, Heavenly Father, uh, thank you for your word. Uh, thank you for for your Son and all your revelation and. I pray that you would help us to uh, understand your word, uh, that you would grant us uh, uh, diligence, uh, that 
uh, we would all, in, in, uh, in the whole body, uh, that we would be uh, willing and, and ready to uh, listen to your word, uh, that we might grow in the knowledge of you uh, and of your son, uh, that we might know you, Father, uh, through your son and uh, by the, the power of your spirit. And I pray that you would uh, open our eyes and ears uh, to uh, receive your truth. And uh, I pray that you would uh, build us all up and, and build up our, our local body, uh, the body of Christ, uh, that we might uh, be united, uh, not, not the words of men, but that we might be united uh, in the truth, uh, that we might be united in the, the truth of the gospel, the good news uh, of your son and uh, your kingdom. And so uh, we thank you for these things and uh, we give you uh, all the praise and honor and glory. We pray in your son's name. Amen.